0: This is Radio Boston. I'm Siana Deering. Massachusetts isn't taking in enough money by a lot. And that means spending cuts after Governor Healy said last month the state could manage without them. The Healy administration announced where the cuts would fall yesterday. And so earlier this morning, Evan Horowitz came to Studio 2 to break it down for us. He is the executive director of the Center for State Policy Analysis at Tufts. And Evan says that Healy is taking a two-pronged approach to the state's piggy bank problem.
1: She has to fill a gap of about a billion dollars. That's how big we think the shortfall is going to be. And you can fill it a bunch of ways. She's chosen to fill it with about a third cuts, so 300 and some odd million dollars of cuts, and 600 some odd million dollars of additional revenue that they have found creative. Creative revenue sources that they found. That's the short version. We're here because tax collections are falling short. They're not matching expectations. They're barely beating what we collected last year.
0: Okay, so two sources, cuts and creative revenue. I'm using the air quotes there. We'll come back. Yeah, to that works the-
1: great on radio. We do we <laughs> a lot of air quotes.
0: I'll come back to creative revenue in a minute. Yeah. I'm curious what you have to say about that, but I want to start with the cuts who will they affect the most?
1: So, I mean, I think the idea behind doing 9C cuts, that, so that's what these kinds of cuts, these mid-year, like, oh, the administration gets steps in, they're called 9C cuts. Yeah. We haven't done them in about eight years, but we do them pretty regularly. The idea is to make them as painless as possible. And so when you do them now, you do them in January, you can go to all of your departments and say, okay, what money did you think you were going to spend that you actually aren't able to spend? You weren't able to hire somebody as quickly as you thought. Uh, you started this program, it's taking longer to get off the ground. Tell us. And I think a lot of this money comes in that form. It's you know what, we thought we were gonna have these expenses, we don't, here's the money back. So, my sense is that there's not a lot of pain attached to these. Um, People, they thought there'd be more people on MassHealth than are. Now, maybe there's a problem, more people should be signing up, but right now, they're not in our Medicaid program, so we don't have to pay for them, so there's money there. Um, There are some earmarks, there are definitely some programs that thought, oh, we're gonna get $10 million for this great pilot, and now we're getting $5 million. That is a big problem. but it's mostly kind of focused tailored programs pilots things like that otherwise it's we weren't going to spend this money
0: okay so really for the most part and again across this billion dollars we're looking at a little under 400 million that comes from these cuts for the most part the the administration's argument that really what we're doing is just not spending not really cutting that's, is true
1: i think that's right okay for the most part yeah
0: but what about this 13 million dollars in cuts to transitional aid to families with dependent children. And I pay attention to that. Okay, way back when I ran a huge nonprofit human service agency, we were doing 9C cuts all the time. And this is the kind of thing we stressed about.
1: I mean, that's the old welfare program, right? right? This is a program that has been gutted over time ever since welfare reform, which I guess is now 30 years ago or something, um, and is an easy target. Now, do I know the details of who's not going to get that money? No, I do not. But that is a program that is just chronically underfunded and there are people always in need. And I think the real question here is not sort of like, well, how many people aren't going to get money through uh, TFDC because of this? As opposed to like, what happened to a program that used to be a lifeline for thousands of people really living in vulnerable situations?
0: Well, it's just striking to me, Evan Horowitz, because we also know that Governor Healy is concerned about the amount of money it's going to cost to support the family shelter system. Uh, but the one one of the places where there is real cuts is to families who are requiring –
1: State Again, though assistance. you don't, you don't know at this point whether that money is like not going to go to families, or maybe they couldn't hire enough caseworkers. They were trying okay. to, and like they couldn't, so they they budgeted for it, and it's not going. So you don't actually know what's going to happen to those dollars, and I. You know, I would think it's probably that. It's probably in that first category. But again, I think as I say, the bigger picture is like that program has been underfunded for a long time. And okay. it used to serve really valuable. Programs.
0: So we're here with Evan Horowitz of the Center for State Policy Analysis at Tufts University. And we're talking about the cuts that the Healy administration announced yesterday to make up for the fact that for six months straight – the Commonwealth collected less money than it anticipated it would. And Evan, last week, uh, we on the day when we were going to get the report about whether or not the six month was going to be short, we talked to you. Uh, again, briefly, why are we six months straight short on collecting money?
1: Two big reasons. One expected, one unexpected. The expected one is we're still facing this sort of pullback from COVID era, really high capital gains collections. So we just, it's just like, We expected to get capital gains. That's interest. Yeah. I mean, it's like estimated payments, people who don't pay taxes through their paychecks, very stuff that's really volatile. We got in the habit of thinking we were going to get too much of it because we did during COVID and we're not. So that pulled back. That's pretty expected. The the surprising part is we're also collecting a lot less in sales taxes. This, I think, is the most interesting, most disturbing, uh, most confounding piece of the puzzle because... As far as we know, the economy is going pretty strong. So, why are we collecting not just less than expected in sales tax, but less than last year, substantially less than last year? Are people not buying things? Are online retailers not reverting tax payments to the state? I don't know. I don't know anybody who does know, but this is a real bellwether for the future of the state economy.
0: Okay, now at the top of this conversation, Evan, you know, you pointed out that it's a billion dollar shortfall, these cuts Cover about I think, a little less than 400 million, and then when you put in air quotes how she was going to cover the other 600 million. Can you put that in layperson's terms?
1: Yeah. So the biggest piece of it, and this is quite interesting, I guess, from a from tax perspective and revenue perspective, is we have a lot of money that we have set aside and saved up in savings accounts, billions and billions of dollars. And when you have money in a savings account, it earns interest. Like most of this stuff, it's in bank accounts. I mean, it's not it's not invested in the stock market, right? It's not, earning, but it earns interest, and interest rates are high. So if you have $8 billion, which we have in the stabilization fund, and it's earning, say, 3% interest, as you can get in a savings account right now, that's $250 million. That's a lot of money. And so if you're earning a little more than that, maybe it's $300 million. So you can take this interest money and just say, you know what? We never expected interest money because savings accounts usually pay nothing in interest, but we're in a weird time where interest rates are high. We have this money. Let's use that. Now, this seems like it's a good idea, uh, probably is a good idea. And it seems like free money. The trouble is, There was another plan to use this money for something else. Which was? There was a plan to use this money to backstop applications for federal grants. You know, there's all this money coming from the federal government. In a lot of these cases, the feds want to see that we have matching dollars. We're going to put matching dollars towards this. And part of that plan was, well, let's take the interest money and use some of the interest money for the matching dollars. So
0: this takes a hit directly to Maura Healy's goal on competitiveness. So
1: potentially, yes. Okay. Potentially, yes. All
0: right. All right. Last thing here. So the in the $400 million that's coming from cuts, although, as you point out, maybe not you know, painful cuts that hit people because maybe it's just savings on stuff we didn't spend. The bulk of it is in mass health, which is essentially health insurance for low-income people. Yeah. Uh, we will talk in a minute with, uh, you know, the head of the community health centers for the state. Um, that does still feel like a warning sign, Evan. What about that?
1: So the big picture there is that the state decided after a few years that they everybody who was in that program would have to reapply, basically. They Why? F- well, because we had stopped checking applications for a while with like COVID and we you know, we really just want to provide as much service as we can. If you are in, you're in, we're gonna make it very easy. And then as the emergency lifted, people said, you know what, we're gonna check applications again. So you have to, to, make, rea- sure you to make sure that you're eligible, because not everybody is eligible. This is a program of tax dollars for people who really need it. So make sure people really need it. And they had some estimate, how many people are gonna really need it. Now, the estimate turned out to be a little bit off, so they have a little extra money. But one reason the estimate could be off is it's a pain in the butt to apply to this program. And there may be lots of people who are eligible for it, but they're not filling out the paperwork or they're not getting the assistance that they need or they don't know that they need to reapply. So this is a savings that may be sort of at the expense of people who should be in the program. And that's not something that we can know.
0: That was Evan Horowitz of the Center for State Policy Analysis at Tufts. So let's look more at this mass health piece of the spending cuts. Michael Curry is here in Studio 2. He is the president and CEO of the Massachusetts League of Community Health Centers, and he served as a co-chair of the governor's health and safety transition team when she came into office. Michael, welcome back.
2: Glad to be here. It's
0: great to have you here. Were you expecting these cuts? Were you caught by surprise at all?
2: Uh, so no, whenever you have you know eight or six consecutive months of being below benchmark performance and tax revenue declining, you can expect that nine C is an option. I've been around long enough, and I think now twenty five, twenty six years of doing government affairs work, policy work, uh, and is is for all of us who work in nonprofits, particularly, it's a fear that we have is that at some point during a, a budget cycle, when the revenue's down, they're going to make a decision to cut. And I know I always put it in our personal finances situation. That you're running hot on um, your expenses, you're you're not sure you'll be able to meet all the demands of your expenses, Uh, and yet the revenue's not coming in, your income's not coming in like you expect. So you got to make some really tough decisions about what to cut, and they are charged with doing that uh, when these issues arise. So I wasn't surprised. As an advocate, um, I'm always concerned about the things we care about, benefits, coverage, reimbursement. Uh, on the mass health EOHHS, Executive Office of Health and Human Services side. So we're watching for that whenever these 9Cs come up.
0: And just for listeners, in case you're curious, it's called a 9C because it's named after Section 9C of Chapter 29. Of state law. Okay, so when we get into these cuts now, so, you know, we scale back about $375 million, $294 million of that is essentially out of MassHealth. The original budget was about $3.5 billion for fiscal 2024. Now, supposedly, it's painless because basically that's money that wasn't going to get spent. Is that true? I mean, as you look across community health centers, which have a lot of people who come to them who rely on mass health, are you worried about pain or is this going to essentially not really hurt?
2: So I think just from a community health center's perspective, I was just messaging with Mike Levine, our assistant secretary of mass health. Uh, We have a great relationship with the administration. We talk regularly and when cuts come up, we've gotten some preview that they may be necessary or some explanation as to what's behind them. Um, So one is, from a community health center perspective, we're glad that they did not cut benefits for the people we serve and care about, which is what other administrations have done over the years. I remember, and you might remember, Tiziana, when they cut oral health coverage. I remember. um, Or they cut um, benefits or they restricted coverage or access to some programs. We're not at that place. And I think um, the administration, Governor Healy, uh, Mike Levine, and the rest of the team at MassHealth, deserve credit. They tried to find out where the least pain um, in, the, in this administration was possible with the cuts that they made. Now, I say this because you had Evan on it. Evan's a friend. He's a master policy person. So I'm going to uh, uh, supplement what he shared. The mass health cuts, I think, was a, a, a least uh, disruptive alternative. Uh, of that, almost $300 million, uh, 294 or so million. Some of that, I believe, is federal match money. Uh, we get matched from the federal government when we spend money on um, those programs and services. Um, the redetermination issue is one we care about from a community health perspective. Which is, and I just messaged with the, the assistant secretary. Where are we? He says we're on target. Uh, people are um, uh, redetermined and they're that, that's they're applying, the reapply thing, reapplying right? to Medicaid, and that we have about five more months of that to go. My main concern was that we didn't lose anybody who need coverage who need the care. And then they not have access, but and you I, don't feel like that's happening. From Mike Levine and my conversation with him, we're doing well in that space. But again, projections were off, and we were able to save some money there. Um, so we have to sort all of this through. But I think the bottom line is that the administration chose the option that hurt the the consumer, the patient, the resident least. By doing some of these uh, cuts,
0: so the oral health cuts were 2010 back in the Patrick administration. (laughs) (laughs) So Michael Curry is here. He's the president and CEO of the Massachusetts League of Community Health Centers. We're talking about the 375 million dollars in cuts that the Healy administration spelled out yesterday in response to the fact that the state, for six straight months brought in fewer revenues than I thought it would. Okay. So uh, Michael, a couple of other things. One, um how far in advance did you get some kind of heads up from the administration?
2: Well, when you do this work, what you what you have is you're constantly engaging the administration. So you know, I've met with the uh, Secretary of Economic Development and the Secretary of Health and Human Services, just uh, we grabbed coffee maybe about a month ago, uh, and we talked about how challenging the revenue looked for the administration. Go back about four, six, seven months ago. We were also talking with the administration about tax revenue and what the implications might be. So we knew 9C was a possibility. What you hope and you cross your fingers and you maybe do some prayers is that it doesn't become the nuclear option that they have. And if they do employ the 9C option, that it's not um, that it's the least disruptive. So we knew probably going back six, seven months that this might come up. Um, But um, where, you know, it's a sigh of relief to know that this administration did it wisely. Now, I'm going to say this really quickly because you may remember this, Tiziana. There was a point where the state legislature had on its website that you could play legislator for a moment. You could sign up on the website and then you had to make des- decisions about it was revenue. Like a, a
0: simulation.
2: A simulation about right. tax revenue, about where to put money. It's a statement of your personal values. Um, and 9C was part of that. If you revenue was down, what would you cut? It's a really difficult decision that policymakers have to make and the governor and her team... Um, but I think that they did the wise one here.
0: So here's the other thing that's on my mind, Michael Curry. Back when I ran organizations, my team would hate it if we clawed back money they hadn't spent. Because let's say their budget for a current year was – I'm going to make this up – $10. But they didn't spend $2, so we took it back. They knew that meant next year their budget was $8. Right. And they wanted 10 Governor Healy is going to put her budget out before the end of the month. Um, So does MassHealth get $8 now instead of 10 the equivalent, because of these cuts?
2: Well, again, I think it's a a little bit of uh, behind-the-curtain magic that's happening around where savings are possible and where costs can be curbed. And I think the reality is we're not talking about individual loss of benefits, coverage, and again, rates and reimbursement. Because from a provider standpoint, if you're cutting rates and reimbursement, you're hurting communities. That's access um, that is... uh, uh, healthcare providers that are already stressed with meeting patients, deferred care, people coming back, the economic crisis. That's se-
0: literally how much people get paid to do the service. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, sorry.
2: So, so with all that being said, I don't believe that we're really facing that scenario. I think um, as Evan said, there's some issues where we've drawn on some funds overall that will this, the um, savings account funds that will uh, prevent us from doing some of the other work that we plan to do. But from a, a, a listener standpoint, I don't think the pain is there like we anticipate, although I'm concerned that this may not be the end of it. We should be watching for tax revenue going into January and February because this may not be the end.
0: All right. Michael Curry uh, is the head of the Massachusetts League of Community Health Centers. Thanks so much.
2: Thanks for having me.